first off, fuck them bitches that don't get no rings. Miss Lissa knows how to get them things. Ain't no open marriage if I'm your wife. Never sign no prenup, nigga, fuck for life. Side bitches can't see me, better watch your jibs. Fuck around and have me pull up on you mark-ass bitches. I catch him creeping, he can't sleep in the house. Gotta beg a bitch to sleep on the couch. I hit him up. Ow! It's episode six with your favorite girl, Miss Lissa. And I'm going to do this one a little bit differently because I have someone special in the room with me. Her name is Tracy Ballin. Hey, everybody. Like I said, with these first episodes, I want you guys to get a better understanding of who I am and my journey and how I get, got to this place. And the people that were really influential to me, I want to, you know, highlight them and bring them back into this journey because it's coming full circle. So in, in your journey, you want to always acknowledge those who helped you and also acknowledge the things that you did in the past. So, again, this is a full circle moment for me because Tracy and I used to have a show called Know It All on PNC Radio, and we were your favorite homegirls, chopping it up with different topics and going through relationship stuff. So I wanted to do that again for my new listeners and, you know, a rekindling for the old ones. So I'm really excited to have you here. Hey, everybody. I'm excited to be here, too. And you have been doing so many things that I have to catch up on. I haven't seen you in real life in, real in a life. little while. Yeah, it's been a while. Like, your nieces aren't aren't babies anymore. No. They're, like, grown. Their butts are, like, full, full Haitian. Big, like, yeah. they're there now. They're, they're there. there. They're there. So, you know. But men, beware. <laughs> I tote. <laughs> no, definitely. Because okay. she is of Haitian descent. Yeah. And, you know, Haiti and the Dominican <laughs> Republic, they are neck and neck. Not even neck and neck. They butt and butt. They they are button, but they no, button, they butt. left cheek, right cheek, <laughs> right. <laughs> so those left bodies, cheek, right be, cheek. Don't let no, don't let the Dominicans fool you. Okay? Those bodies they be bang, bang, cheek. bang. Yeah, they left cheek, right cheek. That always say that. But um, for you know the newbies and you know for the people that don't know who who you are. You, you are a beauty expert, but there's so much more to you now that you have grown your brand, and that's why I did want to bring you in because you are a Renaissance woman. In this day and age, you have to tap into different um, different things. And you started out doing hairstyling. Yeah. But now you've, like, grown that into being a group of, like, a lifestyle guru and, like, a... You know what's so crazy? I really wasn't a hairstylist first. True. I wasn't. I wasn't. A lot of people know me for hairstyling, which is so funny because even for my family, I hear this a lot. They were like, but you're so great at hairstyling. And I'm like, I went into hairstyling. Right. I was, that wasn't my thing. And it's funny because I just had like a great conversation with a good friend of mine and I was saying that my life organically happened like none of it was planned you know everybody has a plan right I'm gonna be a rapper I'm gonna be an artist I'm gonna be a doctor I'm gonna be a lawyer from high school I literally was like I'm gonna be a successful woman period I'm a boss right like, I was doing I'm a boss before Rick Ross I was like I'm a boss right that's it I'm gonna make a lot of money that's all I'm gonna do I don't know how I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it and that literally was my life plan so, <laughs> and you did. Um, you have like a military background. I do. I went to the military. Shout out to my friend Pookie. I hope she listened. To Everybody. Episode. Oh, I thought Shout Pookie was Pookie. A, Pookie's a lady. Pookie's a lady. Shout out to okay. Pookie. <laughs> Pookie's the reason why I went to the military, and she didn't even finish boot camp. But she's the reason. Why How come I went. you was not um scared to go into boot camp? Like, what what drove you to do that? You know, I didn't have I didn't have nothing going on. Like plain and simple. 
you know, a lot of times I'm going through this right now with my nieces and I hope when I give birth to a kid, my nieces are like my babies, mm-hmm. you know that. Just like your beautiful baby. And I'm I'm trying to be a, a great mother. And I like to call myself an unconventional mother because the biggest problem I think in my life was that my mother was so busy making sure, which is not a bad thing. Shout out to all the single moms. Mm-hmm. She was so busy making sure there was a roof overhead that I wanted for nothing that she forgot to pay attention to who I was developing as a person. You know, so when I look at my nieces, I look at who they're developing. I don't care what they come out of their mouth. It's their actions I look at. And a lot of the times as parents, we miss that wave. So when I went into the military, I really didn't, I was at a, a crossroad. Like I wanted to go to college, but they were saying that I couldn't. Funny enough, you know, the government's funny. My mother is my mother is a you know Melissa she does housekeeping I'm very proud of it my mother cleans the hotel rooms y'all in so make sure y'all give the hotel attendant <laughs> tips facts okay that's what my mother been doing since I was a kid and she like she she owns a lot doing that but I don't think she was paying attention to who I was so I was in a crossroad with college at the time they said my mother made too much money for me to go to college for free and. It was like, okay, I'm going to pay for a semester of school. I was like, you know, I had moved out of my mother's house right out of high school. And I was just trying to find my own way. And I was at a crossroads. So it was like, my friend said, yo, you can go in the military. They're going to pay for school. And I'm like, all right, let me go to school. So I'm going to go in the military. Right. And that's really what, how it went down. Was it scary in the military being a, a female? Um, I don't like to talk about the U.S. Army real bad, but I'm going to keep it Because <laughs> that's who I am. Um, I think being in the military made me understand that racism is still alive and sexism is very real. Right. So coming out of New York, New York is a, we might think certain situations out here is racist, but wait until your roommate is a white girl from Washington State and she ain't never been around black girls. And her only knowledge of black girls is colors from TV juice um, <laughs> you know like movies like that so right. she thinks when I get upset because I, I have you know my voice can go up and it can go down there's no medium in my personality and she literally when I would get upset at her she would think I was gonna beat her down and it was like no girl I'm upset right like I'm just a little I'm, angry I'm a little, like a little angry perturbed. and I use my words and I use my hands not physically but I like to move my hands animated, around yeah. I'm very animated so she was thinking I was trying to attack her, so she's gonna go tell them like, Balan's gonna beat me up. And I'm like, wait. <laughs> I was angry. <laughs> I gotta get better at that. I was angry. Yeah. And that's when I realized that people judge the book by its cover, and that's real. And I teach my nieces that all the time. We might run around and tell our kids, don't judge the book by its cover, but if you are African American, um, they judging you by your cover. And right. that's just real. I like to tell girls that right away, especially African American women, African-American girls. That's like the biggest lesson in life I learned that you coming in. I, I don't think I'm coming in with strikes, but let's just say I'm coming in with a stigma, you right. know? So I'm very aware of that. And when I walk in a room, I'm very, like, I make sure that I adapt to the room. I watch my tone. I How watch do you do that? Way. Like any tips for the listeners? Well, if you a fast talker like me, mm-hmm. and I don't care what state you in, I used to think, until I watched Love and Hip Hop that only girls from New York right. speak very fast. But um, I think it's just something that we learn. A lot of times with women, we just so busy trying to get our point across that we start talking fast because we think the faster we, you know, vomit those words out, people listening. The reality is the faster you vomit them words out, no one's listening. 
So I try to um, really slow myself down. I really think three times before I say something because back in the day, I, like in, in my book, like in my yearbook in, in high school, when I went to Canarsie High School, I'm not shouting them out because <laughs> I didn't like the school, but I was voted most attitude. And the reason why I was voted most attitude in the yearbook was because I was the person that was going to say stuff that nobody else was going to say. Now, some might call that a leader if you understand that type of raw talk. But for other people, they take offense to it. Right. Everyone and doesn't respect brutally honest. No no one respects brutally honest. No one. Not even myself. Right. And that's real. Like, it's your delivery. It's not what you're saying. It's how you're saying it. It's how you're delivering the message. You can tell me anything, but if you say it to me the wrong way, I'm going to take offense. I'm going to fly off the handle because... At the end of the day, I'm I'm from Flatbush, Brooklyn. I never forget my roots. I don't act like I'm Hasidity. I don't act like I'm better than nobody. I know where I'm from. You know, I know where I grew up. It wasn't it wasn't hood. I didn't grow up in no projects. So I'm not gonna say, oh yeah, I'm a project girl, but I understand what it means to be from the dirt in a sense. You understand? I had better than a lot of my friends. Right. But the reality is, is I still understand I respect the dirt. The dirt makes me respect coming from there and understanding the hustle that it takes to get to the next level, understanding that you're going to have to redefine yourself for people to respect you. A lot of the times we're so busy trying to be who we are and think we know everything that we forget to step back and really listen to what people saying about us. Like, I'm still working on that. I fly off the handle all the time. Like, right. I got a short temper. And it's taking a lot. I'm 35, proud 35. And Melissa, Are you oh. dropping them numbers? Yeah, you know she was dropping so, oh. numbers. Yo, Melissa hates that. I've always been dropping numbers. She used to hate that. She was like, you know I'm turning 25 until I die. That's right. <laughs> but That's I was, right. it took me so much to be 35. Like somebody might say, look at my mother and be like, well, it shouldn't have to trace too much because you don't, you don't come from a rough background. But the reality is my path, I paved my path. You understand? So if you make your path hard, your path going to be hard. And the reality is I did pave my path hard. I didn't choose the easy route, and I always wanted more. I probably would have been less drama if I picked the easier path. But the reality is there's no success in the easier path. There's just mediocrity. And I'm not about that. And that's just it. Now, that's something that I need to work on. And I've been, you know, I'm a hothead too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to be a media personality, you can't just be going off. Like, of course, in your interviews, you're going to be really poised. But what happens in your day-to-day when people are acting crazy? Because you've even been on on television. You <laughs> did some reality TV, dabbled in that. What was that? It was on Lifetime? It was on Lifetime, Your favorite, your favorite, your favorite network. My favorite. That was so funny. That is my favorite network. Yeah. But not no more. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Lifetime? No, um, I flew off the handle there. I but wait, so, but quick, quick synopsis. <laughs> she was on a show very much like Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, where it was for white women, where they took white women and they kind of like uh, blackified them, them a little bit, like gave them a <laughs> more flavor, like taught them about confidence, gave them more snazzy um, styling. So they had different gurus. So they had like a lifestyle guru. They had like, mm-hmm. so it was like, uh, it was Tracy. It was Tanisha from Bad Girls Club. It was somebody with... Uh, I don't, I can't remember, like, she had, like, the funny hairstyle, like, she had, like, edges, but... Tiffany, Tiffany. Tiffany. Mm-hmm. I don't know those other girls, but it was, it was Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my girl, Melissa, Miss Melissa knows. Some other girls, and, no, no shade to you guys, I just didn't, and I still don't, but <laughs> in this show, they had to transform these women, and I thought that we could, I thought you guys were going to get a second season because MTV even kind of copied the formatting. 
yeah, a lot of people went back and copied the formatted. To be honest, I'm, I'm going to give y'all a little um, background on that because I still get a lot of um, inboxes for about the show and being made over. The reality was, it was a couple of things. You took three girls that really wasn't friends, and let's just be honest about that. And um, the second thing was the press release wasn't right. You right. know, it made it seem... Like, we were <laughs> trying to blackify white yeah, women, and it, it really like. wasn't that. It was kind of trying to show that it doesn't matter what color you are. And a lot of the meat and potatoes are our executive producer, not executive producer, one of our producers, I think she was our executive producer, too. She got taken out the game during editing. And a new producer came in, and they were trying to make it seem like it, it just wasn't edited in my opinion right because we had a lot of great moments we had a lot of crying moments and they took those touching scenes that show that it doesn't matter what color you are as women we deal with life and when they took out that that substance yeah. that's when to me the show was it was um it was subpar like it, it became a gimmicky show when it could have been something great in right. my opinion they just they just took out the meat and potatoes, you know? Well, even, so you being on TV, though, um, going back to it, how did you deal with, like, the, the response of the people and, like, you know, people coming in your comments saying certain things, it's not, like, responding in a negative way, or did you have more? I ignore all that because right. I expected that, you know. Like you said, I was a celebrity hairstylist from the beginning before I got on the show, so I seen what my clients would go through, and I realized something, something about social media and people, a lot of people, human beings are cowards, you know, and that's the reality. Right. They're cowards. And no one's going to ever be willing to say stuff to your face. So I'm not going to go toe-to-toe with somebody that's probably miserable. You know what I'm saying? Like when somebody said they don't like me, at first I'm going to get mad, you know, especially if I know the person. I'm like, you know what they said about me? Then I start to try to relate with you like you're miserable you probably didn't even expect for your life to be like this that's why you you're mad at me because your life is like this but the reality is you're just trying to vent i don't care you can say whatever you want to say about me jump in my comment box say whatever that's just more likes for me come on keep keep commenting <laughs> keep commenting so i can get some some more um get the advertisement right. dollars up okay because that's mean i got engagement going on you dummies thank you come engage <laughs> on my page would you now and in, in hindsight would you do reality tv again Yes. Yes. So would you, would you do like a mm-hmm. love and hip hop? Would you do something like that? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I would do love and hip hop as a cameo because I just think it's amazing. I would love to see how they take my positive message and jade it. Because I promise you, them girls, you know, I've worked with a couple of love and hip hop girls. And I can honestly say that a lot of that stuff is editing. Mm-hmm. A lot well, of it, well, like basically. Well, Tracy, it is editing, but it's like <laughs> if they giving them that to edit, of course they're gonna pick the mess over the 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 clean. Yeah, but they they're prompted to, you know. Like I can honestly say, even when I did my Lifetime show, it was supposed to be. It was so they would say stuff in our ear, like in my mirror mirror scenes. I'm I'm a very touching person, period. So I was able to do my scenes without a lot of coaching, but they would tell me personal stuff about the the person I was trying to make over to prompt them to cry because they needed that crying scene. You know, right. they needed it. They were like, this is this is your moment, Tracy. This is, <laughs> you know, this is your scene. This is when you make them cry. This is when the breakthrough happens. They didn't know that when they were, you know, when they were buying this cow, because that's the reality, when they was buying this cow, I already was a touching person. I am really into what's and going on relatable. with somebody. I'm yes, relatable. Of course, of course. I really care, mm-hmm. you know. 
So, but they were like, you know, because when she was growing up, this is how it was. And, and they be talking that spilling to my all ear. That tea. They spilling all that tea in my ear. And I'm like, you know, it's not the same. It's not like school anymore. <laughs> and they would just bust out crying. And I would cry because I'm like, that's fucked up. <laughs> Why'd you make me do that? But it was the reality was we needed that breakthrough. And a lot of times when we was making over those women, they really didn't want to be made over. They, they like their friends. That was the one really truth about our show. People wrote in for them. They didn't want to be made over. So how did you find the show? I didn't find the show. I didn't. It was basically uh, the casting department. At the time, my sister had an agency. They reached out to the agency like, hey, you got some stylists and stuff. Submit a video. So I just submitted a video. But it was supposed to be funny enough, okay? I'm not fat. But it was supposed to be, I'm not fat. If somebody come on my Instagram and say I'm fat. You're not fat. see me. It was supposed to be plus size women <laughs> making over white women. Right. That's what the original content of the show. That's what I auditioned for. But I was like, okay, because I ain't that skinny. <laughs> I'm going to do it. And when I did it, it was, um, it, it just transformed into something else, something else. It just kept on going. But, you know, I submitted my tape. Then they called me in last minute and was like, hey, we need you to fly to L.A. I went in. I did the audition. It was all day. It was like they kept on rotating. It was Tanisha. It was a lot of people there. June Ambrose. It was a lot of people there. Oh. And they kept on rotating. Um, like the cast. Like the try, cast. Trying different like, Actually, combinations. Actually, June Ambrose had got the part. She said she doesn't do ensembles. Respect to June Ambrose. She said that. Yeah, she had got the part. She had actually got. And that was. Let well, me she tell you. She doesn't do ensembles. She doesn't do ensembles. Even though no no dig at June Ambrose. Her show didn't do that well on VH1. But um, she said she don't do ensembles. And I respect that. You understand? And guess what? The way they edited it, it would have messed up her career. You understand? Because they edited it wrong. They did. They edited it very like <laughs> racist like they made it like cause you know black women don't do this and the white women yeah they do did this. they did it like that and I think that was another reason let me tell you something so do you feel like it tainted your 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 brand no it didn't because my scenes wasn't about that right so and I didn't talk like that they gave me scripts like that but it, they didn't even put in half my confessionals cause my confessionals went in you know I, I like I used to tell them I'm like I, I went to college okay I'm not stupid so you're not going to get me to say anything. And I was calling my lawyer consistently. Like, do I have to say this script? No, you don't. That's not part of the contract. Okay, so I'm not going to say no ignorant things. Right. You understand? So I, my confessionals wasn't ignorant. I might have a no. And it was a genuine. Black girls don't do that. If I said that, most likely I meant that. But after that, all my, all my confessionals, which they didn't use a lot of it, was more relating to why, why a white woman, why in the state of she's in, not even white woman, why her current life is like it is. And I'm more about women. You know, I don't care black, white, whatever. It's more about women. And that's where it, the message got misconstrued, but I was just happy that I had those God's grace and God's plan was that I had those scenes that was just my scene right. with these women and they came out the way they were true Tracy, right. period. So you could use those for like your own reel. And I your, do. I use right. them for my own reel. That's real Tracy. Those moments with me and those women was real Tracy. And that's one thing I love about you. You are always true to yourself. And that's something that um, in the beginning of my journey that you did instill in me. Because a lot of people don't know. I mean, 
if you listen to episode one, the miseducation of Miss Lissa, then you do know that I started behind the scenes. And that's how I met Tracy. So mm-hmm. Tracy was celebrity hairstylist and she was on set. This might have been a, a rock aware set. Mm-hmm. And I was assisting a stylist and I came on set and Tracy and I looked so much alike this day. Like we had the same glasses, <laughs> the same wig. This is like we I kept looking at Tracy in the mirror thinking I was looking in the mirror. And you kept on saying that. You yeah. was like, why am I looking at myself aren't we beautiful so (laughs) then from there we just like sparked a connection and it just grew and it just grew and because she was such a veteran in the industry she gave me so many tips and really just helped me to hone in on the person that I am becoming today like even in us doing the show and going to events and just like you know introducing me to people like everything like I said is coming full circle and um being myself is one of the things that she always did tell me because I am a big personality and sometimes people don't know how to take it. It's just about refining it. And that's something that I, I did take from you. Al, thank you. Yes. And that's why I do want you here. So I want to take a quick break. But when we come back, I want to give, you know, some tips because it's hard out here for a woman in this male-dominated industry. It doesn't matter what realm, whether you're doing hair, whether you're a media personality, whether you're doing makeup, whether you're an actress. It's like the, the men make it harder. And also women, we make it harder for each other as well. So I do want to get some tips and some some stuff. And I just want to I want to do some relationship talk. I want to get into some stuff. So <laughs> when we come back, we're going to have more with celebrity lifestyle guru. <laughs> Tracy Ballin. Keep it locked. It's Miss Lissa Knows. Don't forget this episode of Miss Lissa Knows is brought to you by Miss Jessie's. So after this episode, head over to their site and see all the great products they have to offer. And the show goes on. Al. And we're back. It's your homegirl, Miss Lissa. And sitting with me is my homegirl, Tracy Ballin. Or blonde, if you act in blonde and don't know how to speak. Remember when people used to always get your name wrong? Oh, I used to just be like, <laughs> but you, you know why? Because in the military, they call you by your last name and everybody got it wrong so much that I was just like, all right, whatever. Sometimes yeah, people get right. my name wrong and I don't say anything, but and now I'm feeling like you got to be more bold and just be like, no, you saying my name wrong is because you don't want to feel like um, I you don't want to feel arrogant or feel like, you know, No, you can just say nice. Like usually what I'll do is I'll be like, oh, no, it's uh, it's balance. Right. Uh, like say it nicely. If you if you want to put the accent on it, oh, because it's French. Yeah, so you know I don't get too rude with it. I don't be like, yo, yo, let me tell you. No, I don't do that because I realize, like I said, in you know, I know everybody's coming in on the second half. You just coming in on the second half. I don't. Which know. Which is good because we want to make sure that they, you know, they tune understand. In. But it's like most of the times, I really try to watch how I say. My tone is. I know my delivery sometimes is ruthless, so I really try. I really try. But I, I do want to give tips and things to the, the, the female entrepreneurs. But before that, I want to do a little TV talk because <laughs> the season finale of Power just went down and I know you into it. No. What? <laughs> what? Okay, so I was on, okay, I was in L.A. What's the, what's the kid name? The kid that is signed to 50 cents. Ro Timmy. Okay, Ro Timmy. So I was in L.A. shooting for a shout-out to African Pride. Okay. Shooting the commercial for BET for African Pride. And 
I met Rutimi at like somebody, like one of the publicists invited me to some music event, right. you know? And <laughs> he was like, you watch Power? I was like, no, because everyone was like, oh my God, that's Rutimi from Power. <laughs> and you know I'm brutally honest. So when he was like, yeah, you watch Power? I was like, no, I don't watch Power. But now that I met you, so nice, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I literally went home after I came back from L.A., I was like, yo, let me go watch Power. So I started watching Mad Power, 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 Power. Then, you know, like, I'm easily turned off. Like, I was What just, turned you off? I don't know. I was just like, mm, I ain't into it no more. And I, I was so stopped. sure that because you are a dope girl on the inside of I your am, heart. I am. When I, was, when I watched Power from... Episode Shout one. Shout out to all the trap music. Tasha, which is the the, the main character's mm-hmm. wife, because now I got to talk to you like an unknowner. So Tasha reminds me of you. Like I'm not. I don't think you're that. You're not as hood and crazy as she is, because she didn't want him to go clean, and that's a whole another story. Yeah, but clean. the way she <laughs> held him down, and I'm hold the, you down. the I'm cops you down. was like, you know, questioning her, made me feel like you. Like that's you, and the fact that you don't want. Well, nonetheless. My listeners are late. They watch it. And okay. it was the finale. Okay. And everything that I said last week was right. So I just had to come back and pat myself. I told y'all that Tyreek was not going to drop the dime because that's Tasha's son. That's baby ghost. He's not no snitch. But in the end, he ended up being the one to, re- the, the, to kill the, murder of, the murderer of his sister. So everyone's running to the house. Wait, so one of the kids died? Yes. Oh, you see, I got to, I don't know. Yeah. Yes. Maybe you know what you should do? You should come to my house because now I live by the beach. Okay, and we'll p- watch TV, like sit outside and we'll just watch power. How long? Okay, so is the beach gonna still be open? Because I love a beach. Well, I live literally on the beach, so it don't matter if the beach open. We okay, we there, perfect. Because I love the beach, so I'll come over and catch you up because you <laughs> need to know. One of the kids got so quick. The kid started getting all crazy when Ghost went to jail. So the mother lost control uh-huh. and ended up hanging out with uh, some bad crowd okay. and doing some bad things. They okay. went to go rob someone's house and they told him, because he was just a, pl- uh, a pawn, they okay. told him, knock on the door, act like you're selling candy. Mm-hmm. When you see nobody's there, do a little symbol. He did that. They came in, acting like they was robbing the place. They even punched him to make it look real. Uh-huh. They said, as soon as we take the bitch upstairs, you got to go. He decided not to listen. He goes upstairs and he sees what they're doing. One of them is getting a little too wild. Okay, you see, I'm going to have to stop you there. This is why I can't watch Power. If I already see this going on in the hood, why do I need to go on TV and watch it going on live? Uh, like, <laughs> please, just explain that to well, me. Well, I grew up in Hell's Kitchen, so I never seen it, so I'm amused. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Right. <laughs> and that's why a lot of people like Power. Well, do you watch Insecure? You, oh, let me tell you about that. Oh, shit. No. I, you don't watch that, but it's not because I don't want to watch it. I think what happened was that um, in the process, I hate, I am, not to call anyone followers that watch all these shows. I'm a person that people kill it for me. Like, when I don't want to watch one episode and wait for the other episode. So I like when the whole season's done and I binge watch. Right. I binge watch TV. Everything I watch is a binge watch. I don't think I've watched, even like Love and Hip Hop, which I love. The I get it from that guy Kendall. I don't want to say his name. Oh no, no, I like him. The, the funny one, yeah, the, the funny commentary. One. What's his name? Kendall, Kendall. Yeah, Kendall, Kendall. I literally watch all my highlights from him, and then at the end of the season, right before the reunion, I binge watch the whole show and be like, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ooh, <laughs> and then I watch the reunion. But right. I can't. I hate to wait. I'm like a little sport kid. I hate to wait. 
So do you like the Netflix type of um? I am a Netflix and chill master. So do you watch you watch Orange New Black? I don't watch Orange New Black anymore. I feel like it got watered down. It It should have. No disrespect. I love actors to stay acting. My little cousin, he wants to be an actor. But I just feel like sometimes shows got to go. You know, they go for too many seasons. They get watered down. They're yeah. not good no more. Like, I feel like after a while, like you can't come out of jail, go back to jail. It just became redundant. It starts being real, like, fairy tale. Yeah, fairy tale. Like, yeah. so I was like, nah, I ain't into it no more. Well, I'm not into this no more because you don't watch nothing. <laughs> Damn. Sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry. Well, I mean, uh, okay, so you don't watch Insecure, but there were some things that happened that I did want to get your opinion on. So one of the characters is a very successful black woman. She finds Mm -hmm. it hard to, you know, find a successful black man. So she was doing a lot of hoeing. Like, she had a a lot of homents. This Mm -hmm. is in the first season. So now in the second season, she was starting to go to counseling and trying to figure out, you know, what's her issue because she don't really want to be so promiscuous but it's hard because she felt like when she uh you know is telling a guy she likes him it's too overbearing but when she's holding it back they don't know that they that she likes them so she didn't know how to play the game so she was i guess supposed to be holding the pussy down but then she ended up giving it to her homie who was married okay but he is told he her. Is anyone that squirt in the eye? Because I caught something. No. That I was, no. Okay. This is okay. this. This is not even Issa Rae's character. This is her friend, the one. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. So so okay. so mm-hmm. Issa Rae's the one with the natural hair. The mm-hmm. friend is the one with the the bang the, the lawyer. Got it. I mean. So she's the one that can't keep a man. Okay. So now she ends up having sex with one of her childhood friends who is married. He tells her that it's an open relationship. Okay. His 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 marriage. Oh, I don't like that. Uh-huh. So yeah, that's my first thing. Like, how do you feel about open marriages? Um. Let me tell you, to each their own, because I've actually met, I haven't met any black people with dope open marriages, but I have met some white couples that have amazing open relationships. And um, as far as, let me tell you something, to my sisters, like to my black women, my strong black women, my independent black women. Okay, let's take those words out of our mouth right now. We're not strong. We're not independent. We're not, um, we need a man. Yes. We need a man. And I'm not saying that because I have a man. I'm saying that because we need a man. Like, we were put on this earth to procreate. We need a man. That's first and foremost. And if you're successful, and this is sad to say, I think that we need to give up on trying to uplift the black brother. I mean, like, we could uplift them. Like, show respect to another black man when a black man is in the room. But that doesn't mean you have to marry a black man. You know, I myself am, I am with a black man, but the funny enough, I always tell him, I'm like, if we break up, I'm getting with a white man. <laughs> I said, don't leave it. I said, we don't work out. I'm not going to Would you really? Find. Yeah. I've dated white before. It's not nothing new to me. I just feel like we need to stop dating the black man and date the man. Right. Like, give up on this whole black man stuff because at the end of the day, um, a lot of black men, the first thing you hear when a black man makes a lot of money they were like, oh, no, I'm just either into a, another race type they of woman. They want the foreigns. They want a foreign. Or um, they say that black women are too hard and stuff like that. And to be honest, we are. We are hard. It is hot. But we are. <laughs> we are hard. But And I feel like it's because our, our mothers wanted to raise us strong because our fathers wasn't around. And then on top of that, it, it becomes a situation where we're learning to be strong so much that we don't know, we don't learn how to be a counterpart right. to someone else. That's why, like, if you even see, a lot of black women don't have good friendships because we are so, we are built 
Teflon Don, and if one person gets in our way, we got to cut them off right. and stuff like that. No, you can't be like that. Like, literally, we need to stop being so rough around the edges and work on being a little more tender. Like, a little softer. You know, even with, like, with my fiancé, I'm very passive-aggressive. You understand? I'm passive aggressive or I I don't play down who I am, but I understand that he's the man in the relationship and I'm the woman. And he respects me. Like, there's not a room that he goes in that he doesn't big me up. If you're with the right man, he's going to make sure that you always look good, that people always know of your status. You don't have to flaunt your status. Right. You don't have to pretend to be great because your man is going to promote that you're great. Right. And I think we need to get off of that. Ooh, I want to be with this, be with a black man, and no, I want to be with a man that's gonna respect me. But I do, I do want to talk more about that. So even like, cause one one argument is this black man understands your struggle the same way the black woman understands the black man's struggle. A white man doesn't really understand your struggle. It, it doesn't matter. You could people. I I know girls that don't understand my struggle right now. There's black women right. that think. That, oh, Tracy had it easy or, oh, this and that. Like, thinks because of all these other reasons that I, I got where I got to. Or you didn't grow up in the projects or you didn't have a crackhead mother. You had it. No. We all have our own struggle. Right. I don't know what the white man's struggle is. He may have had a struggle that I didn't it's know. It's hard to get and that penis what? into that hole when it's no, so small. but let me tell you. No, you can't say no, that. No, I'm just playing. I'm don't just saying. that the white man. I'm, I'm, I'm just, just saying. playing. Y'all know I'm I know open you to playing, my pale man. prince too. But I'm just saying like a lot of times I think that for black men, when they become success, they stop looking at the race card. Right. I just think that as black women, if forget successful, period. We need to just love to love because a lot of the times is if you're at the right person, they're going to understand your struggle. Right. It doesn't matter what color they are. It doesn't matter if you don't have the same background. Because they love you so much, they, they love understand you. so you. much, they understand. When you explain it to them, they understand. That's called being human and being reasonable. I could not be, like, me and you have had great talks, and we don't have the same background, right. but I understand it. Right. And I never judge you. We we always talk so open. You understand? Right. So I don't think it has to do with anything. Like, it's just like a stripper. When people try to talk bad about you, I'm like, nah, I respect the stripper. You know how much courage it takes? To come out every day, get naked, strip, do all of that. Like, being a stripper don't mean you a hoe. You're just trying to pay your bills. Right. Now, it's what you do with the money. You might be the dumb stripper. So, you taking your money. You're not flipping it. You're not trying to create. You're not trying to build. Or you a smart stripper. And you taking your money and you building off of it. I, like, my best recollection is I was living in Atlanta after the military. And I met White Chocolate. Shout out to White Chocolate. I don't know what she's doing now. She was in the Nelly video, that controversy video where he slips the credit card down the girl. Yeah. But that was her. Right. And I, they was like, this is White Chocolate because I was working records. I was working with a um, label and I was trying to work a record. And in Atlanta and in the South, when you work in a record, you got to... You got to live downtown. I mean, like not downtown. You got to go to strip club to promote your records. If they break in the strip club, right. your record's going to break, you right. know? So I go to the strip club and I meet White Chocolate. She's so nice. And she gets on the pole. She murders it, right? Like, everybody's waiting for her. She has her own set. She murders it. And then she gets up. She takes her money. She goes in the back. It's probably like midnight or 1 o'clock in the morning. No, midnight because they close at 2 o'clock in the morning. Midnight. She's done with her set, and she puts on a sundress, and she has a bun. She looks like a school teacher, okay? And she's like, bye, everybody. <laughs> right. She done took her money and left. 
Okay, and at the time, that's when I found out she had, like, strip classes and stuff like that. And you got to respect a girl that hustles. So I don't, like, a lot of times I just feel like we need to stop judging. And if you're with the right person, they're not going to judge you. Right. You know what I'm saying? They're just going to be for you. White, black, orange. I, I just care. don't like the the strippers, even the drug dealers, because you are right. Like, Cardi B doesn't get the same respect as a Jay-Z. Like, Jay-Z stole drugs, and now he turned his life around, and it's like... Congratulations, but Cardi B is like she still has the stigma of being a stripper. I think nah, as long I as you're not, as long as I do too. I feel as as long as you're not glorifying that life, then and more she power does to, it. And she does not. She does it, and, and she, she tells it. kids to go to she, school. Yeah, she tells kids. And you know what's so funny? She did an interview recently, and I was like, you see, I can respect mm-hmm. a girl like this because she was saying how when she first was a stripper, she used to spend her money all on bags, and then she started realizing bags don't add up to nothing. She started a savings account and was doing stuff like that's real conversation right. I want people to be a realist like when people are like oh Tracy you don't blow your top yes I do I got a short freaking temper so half the people that know me may be like she got an attitude and a temper another half of people that know me I'm like she's the sweetest person ever and they never seen that side of me you understand but that doesn't mean that both sides don't exist right. it's just how I pick and choose to let it out one and two it's if you provoke me you understand so Cardi B being a stripper don't mean nothing it's what she's doing now she's making the money she's cleaned up her act she's doing what she has to do she's not still running around crazy there's a lot of strippers that made it out the strip club and they still running around looking like strippers I'm just right, saying and, she's, and, and she is a credible rapper at this point doing better than a lot of people that were on the come up exactly so there I mean is. shout out to Cardi B I yeah, like you girl. I definitely do too I definitely, I feel like she got the song of the summer. Yeah, I just want, I just pray, because, you know, I used to work in the music business. Listen, shout out to her team. They doing an amazing job. I just hope y'all gonna come up with a good second record, because that's gonna make or break her career, seriously. How long do you think she has to um, drop that next one? Because you did run records. Like, people don't even Mm -hmm. know. Like, that's why you said you were um, always more than a hairstylist. Hairstylist, yeah. um, Right now, the summer's still hot, so she got until October. I give her top of November, she got to drop something new. She has to. She could run out. She could even run out the end of the year with it, but if she run out the end of the year with it, she's going to look like a one-hit wonder. Right. She needs something that's... She need a winter record. She need that winter record, and her summer record is hot. I, I would say I love it. I actually liked um, You Got Beef With Me. We got beef forever. Oh, that's yeah. it. <laughs> but it never it didn't make it to the radio. It didn't make it to the radio. Yeah. That's one of my. I do like. That I song. even like the video that she I did for it. I definitely like that song. So, I still listen to that. <laughs> yeah, I, still, I was listening to it on the way in. That's what I thought Ran about. Ran down it. on a chick twice. <laughs> yeah, I definitely still listen to that song. Because I actually am an advocate. You got beef with me. We got beef forever. I'm just saying. No, God, I'm trying to work on myself. But that's for real. That's how I feel. Because um, <laughs> do you? Is it because you don't want to give people a second chance to like fuck you over? You know what it is. I'm a cancer. We hold grudges. It's just yeah, 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 yeah. We hold emotional. You got to know who you are. And I'm like, the older I get, some, one of my older friends told me that she said, the older you get, the more not giving a fuck you gonna be. Like you gonna give two fucks about what people think. And I'm I'm at that I'm at that realm. You right. know, where if I'm paying my own bills and I'm taking care of myself. I don't care what nobody has to say in, in life and in business. Right. You got to be like that. How do you deal with the men in this um, business, in this industry? Like, when it comes to, like, you know, you're very beautiful, you're curvaceous. Like, how do you keep it business? Oh, you know, I, the honest truth is that it's hard. Here's the thing. As a woman, you got to use your assets. Okay. You got to flirt. You do. You do. And be honest. You got to flirt. But you have to flirt with a limitation, you know. 
back in the day, even my fiance says this. He like a lot of guys because you're so friendly, and I am. I got a lot of manners mm-hmm. that people don't realize that I'm. I'm very mindful. You know my please, my thank yous. And direct eye contact, direct smiling, eye contact. Yeah, I smile. You know, I have a lot of manners, and a lot of the time, because of the manners, because of people in general lack so many manners, especially black women. It's not that we didn't learn manners. I'm not coming from my black sisters. I'm just saying that we need a softer edge, and because of my softer edge, guys take that as me flirting. Because if it was a white woman, they'd just say it was a white, you like know, she like has she, manners. She just she so just polite. Has manners. She's just so polite. polite. Mm-hmm. But because I'm a black woman doing it, it's more, oh, she's flirting with me, you know. So a lot of guys, most of the time, they think I'm flirting with them. I have that problem because too. I have a lot of manners. I'm like, please, thank you. Oh my gosh, that's and so we just bubbly, like yeah, more like you know? fun, like yeah. So, but I always let them know without disrespecting them. Like I got a man. Or before when I didn't have a man, I was just like, nah, I'm not into that, you know. I, I always drew that line, so it would be. With my male counterparts, I never drink with them. I never drink with people, with the men I work with. Not with my homeboys now. Shout out to Big Sexy Jason. <laughs> Al Jason. Uh, Jason. Come through. Come through, Jason. And, that's, and that's my how boy. I met Jason. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Come really through, Jason. With Jason, that's my best friend. Like, I drink with him. I done got drunk with Jason, everything. But with my male counterparts, right. men I work with, I'm not drinking with you. Because me drinking and giggling with you opens up yourself for the disrespect. And a lot of times when I'm with someone I'm working with, I'm going to have water the whole time. It could be a free event. Like, you know, free event. You want to go yeah, in because you free. know me. But I'm not going to do that because I just feel like he's watching my drinks, especially if he thinks I've been flirting with him. He's watching my drinks. And if I do get tipsy... I don't trust that he's going to have my best interest in him because he already thinks I'm flirting with him. And women, we have to be aware of that. I know when a guy thinks I'm into him and I know when they, you know, like I can tell or if they just like me. Right. You know, I could tell. I might not say nothing, which I never do, but I can tell. I just play the left. Like I know how to play the game enough where I give you enough room and you know there's no chance for it. And a lot of times women, we have to be aware of that, that yes, our sex is going to like... We got to do what we got to do. Right. To a point. And I'm not talking about teasing him, wearing short clothes, bending over, doing all that stuff. No, 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 no. You got to still be sweet enough because, you know, sweet, the sweeter the sugar, the right. more you get, you know, for right. your stuff. But you got to know where to draw the line, especially when you have a man, because I feel like it teeter-totters. I'm, perfect example. Okay, when Nicki Minaj was with Safari. Right. She used to do a lot of stuff on stage, like dancing on Lil Wayne and stuff. And yes, she's an artist. And that's a fantasy, but you never see Beyonce in the early stages right. doing any of that before she even got married to Jake. What do you think about Lala getting naked on power and doing sex scenes? No, like, no, no, no. That's different. That's her job. But but it's it's arguments that because she was not in the beginning of her acting career, she didn't have to go as she far. wasn't an actor. Let's be real about it. When she got with Carmelo, she wasn't an actor. That's just real. True. She became an actor later. She was a host. So she, there was nothing that she ever did that she had to get naked for. Lala got naked for a part. That's one. Two, let's be real. Lala had whatever little career she had. Whatever career she had when she got with Carmelo, she gave it up to move and support the dude. Right. You understand? She moved. What's that? Where's the Nuggets at? Where they at? Denver. Denver. There you go. Denver. Oh, shit. Denver Nuggets. My bad. Guys, I'm not. A, I'm it's okay. You know me. Okay? I'm happy I knew I'm that. I'm proud of myself. But she moved to Denver for him. And... It's not like I'm the biggest fan of Lala, but the reality is I just hate 
when we get that double entendre, like, oh, she got naked for him, that's wrong. He was going to cheat regardless. Because a man going to do what a man going to do regardless. But the reality is she did it for a part. And she did it because she wanted to start getting respect in the industry and grow as an actor. And as an actor, you don't know what part you're going to get. Could she pass it? Yeah, but is she going to get a Lifetime TV part? Right. The, with, with her look? Right. As much as I love Lifetime, let's count how many black women are on Lifetime TV. Movies. Not that many. Not that many. So it's like the parts that a black woman gets, she's going to have to do it and do it with excellence for her to get respect. What's that show of the um, How to Get Away with Murder? Viola Davis. Yes, Viola Davis. When she, she has done... Because now, I can't tell you all my secret, but Cody, <laughs> right, get a I fire love, stick. Come on. <laughs> get a fire stick, people. Cody, I watch movies all day. Uh, <laughs> Google it. I mean, go That's on a YouTube. Fact. I'm Cody, me too. <laughs> Cody, go on YouTube. Anyway, um, <laughs> I watched all these movies. I didn't realize her body of work right? till I started really watching movies. I was like... This woman has a body of work, and she didn't get any respect for it until she did primetime TV, How to Get Away with Murder. Now, do it right. How to Get Away with Murder. I love it. But she had a body of work that was bananas. Like, you really Google Viola Davis and the 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 movies she's done, she impeccably, like, being a witch, like, in an all-white cast, she's a witch, she's a this, she's a that. I'm like, wow. I didn't even know she had that much versatility to her craft. So, for me, I don't know, guys. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just for women. <laughs> well, back to what we were saying about just, like, um, working in women in the industry. Do you ever think that it's okay for a woman to have sex with someone for a role? No. Or no. For, for a job? No, because I think you're gonna get typecasted. Or what about or or what if you're dating someone who has like industry status? Should you use that for a come up? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. If you're date, okay. If my husband is the VP of anything, oh yeah, yeah, I'm gonna use it. Okay. Because guess what? Every other culture, forget white. Every other culture. That's why I hate. When people call people gold diggers, oh, they got it easy, whatever. I don't care. Every other culture, when their family member, spouse, whatever, is in a position of power, they make sure to put their counterpart in that position. Right. That is your job. That's why you work so hard so you could give your friends opportunities and your family opportunities. So I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. Look, fair is fair. Like, my okay, my husband, my boyfriend, he worked that hard so that now I could have room to do it. Right. And that's just fair. I don't I don't care what nobody got to say. This world from the time, like, you could go as back. You got People need to watch the History Channel and watch the men that built America, okay, so that we can really understand life. It's all about who you know. You get the education so that you can create more. But it's about who you know. That's right. why you're friendly. That's why we go to school. Like, my niece was in private school. She's going to public school now, the youngest one. And the reason it was, so, I was so adamant about her going to public school, not only to save the money, but so that she could get acclimated and really understand life and know how to deal with different races of people so she could make the contacts she needs after she's done with college. Like, it's about who you know, and that's just it. Okay. I mean, because that's something that I struggled with. Like, because I never want anyone to feel like they could say, like, I put her there or, you know, or because I believe 
strongly that women shouldn't use their, you know. No, but let you, me you tell you something. That's a valid point, though. Let me that's tell you a valid something. Point. Once you're there, there's a difference. This is where people get it mixed up. Right. It's one thing for somebody to get there. It's if can they stay there. I don't care who puts them in position. Tomorrow, let's just say I blow up. I get a new TV show, I blow up. And I'm like, yo, Melissa got to host all my reunions. That's it. Right? But if you're doing a bad job, the network going to come to me and be like, your friend got to go. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It don't matter if I put right. you there. They're right. like, she got to go. Right. Ratings are down. It right. doesn't matter. You understand? So I don't feel like when people say that, it's like, come on. Yeah, they use their relationship to get there. But can they stay there? That's the point. Can they stay there? That's just it. Well, what do you feel about age gaps? Like dating someone that's like older or younger than you? <laughs> I date somebody 14 years older than me, so I'm cool with it. I wasn't cool with it in the beginning because, I, I, you know, I just believed in dating two, three years within my age bracket. But I think it depends on how wise, it, not even wise, it depends on the person you are. I had this conversation with um, this young hairstylist. She was asking me about that because she was dating somebody older. And I told her, it was like, if you love him and he understands you and there's no issues there, you got to go with it. You can't just be, oh, this is age, age, age. Because the reality is, I'm telling you, the older I get, I realize life is not about numbers. It's not about colors. It's not about nothing. But what's going to make you happy? Because when you're done on this earth, did you enjoy it or didn't you? Right. And that's just it. Like, I want to be happy. I want somebody that understands So you would think somebody shorter than you too? Nah, okay. Shout out to the short man, but I ain't dating no short man. Okay, but let me tell you why, okay? Since I was young, you know, I'm 5'2 nothing. 5'2 nothing, okay, guys? 5'2 nothing. And I got long legs, so people don't think I'm short until you see me in flats. But the reality is I want my kids to have some height. I always, in my head, picture that my son would topple over me and talk to me crazy, and then I would jump on the chair and slap him. (laughs) (laughs) Got to keep the dream going. (laughs) Got to keep the dream going. I just, but... I just, I've always liked tall guys, period. I learned a lot about dating from you. Like, one of the rules that always <laughs> oh, stuck in my head. No, I did. No, not like dating like different men, but it's like, just like certain rules <laughs> as a go. woman. I and one of them go. was, you do go. know, you know, I know that if ahead. you giving up the pussy, he got to pay a bill. He got to pay a bill. I'm sorry. <laughs> and that's something to. that always stuck in me. I'm like, wait, well, how do I approach this? And that's something I never spoke to you about, like the detailing of how you do it. And okay. this is the gem that I feel like women that don't know this, we need to know. Okay, my whole emphasis on a guy paying a bill, I know that we are equals, but in a relationship, just down to how life started, we came out of the rib of a man, you know? And a lot of the reason relationships are failing nowadays is because women are so busy being independent that men don't feel like we need them. So they go, you know, sort out. Usually the men, let me tell you something. I hear this from every girl that a man cheat. The woman that they cheated on is so less than you, it's ridiculous. Because he's looking for somebody to take care of. Like, he's looking for that. And I just feel that... Like, men need to feel wanted. They need to feel wanted. And I just feel like in a relationship... Especially after you turn 35. I mean, 35, 25. After I turned 25, I probably didn't date or sleep with any men. Even on a fling that I didn't think potentially not could be a good husband, but it could be a good dad. Right. You understand? Because I just felt like if something would happen and we can't be together, is he going to take care of the kid? Is he going to be a good father? And that was the most important thing to me. And I just feel like with men, half of the time, 
it's like, are we building or what? If a man not paying one of your bills, he's not trying to build with you. True. And I'm like, why are we wasting time? Why are we lying to each well, other? Well, how do you approach it to get them to pay the bill? Okay. That's a lot of women's <laughs> problem. We don't know how to ask for money or, or signal, that, signal that we need a bill paid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what are you, what's the signal? First, okay, first you got to make sure, like, if you're not a big gift giver, you got to make sure, you got to build him up. You know what I'm saying? Right. I think that you got to start to get the gifts out of him or at least get him to do something that you like. Um, like, my fiance is a big gift giver, but he's not a flowers giver. And I'm really trying to reprogram him right. now. Because I don't want any more material things. I can buy stuff for myself. He's brought me the world. Now I want flowers. So he be looking at me crazy. Because I'm like, oh, what's the flowers? And he like, they're going to die in three days. I'm like, I, I don't care. You still want the 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 sick the, the, I want the flowers. Yeah, I want the flowers. And I feel like um we have to start to program them on that. Like before you just jump into the bills. One, I, I don't like girls to try to jump into the bills unless you know you with the guy. Like, yeah, I'm gonna be with him and this is the guy I wanna be with. But I just feel like when you're with him, you should be like, you know, well, these are my expenses. You need to put it out there. Right. I feel like I wanna be taken care of by man. I'm not saying that you gotta pay all my bills, but in a relationship I feel that my man should be doing something for me. Melissa knows. I've actually broken up with some guy for that. <laughs> right. We are not going to say no names. We, we definitely did. <laughs> it, was, it was all thanks to a letter from Superhead, Superhead. <laughs> to, to her fallen fiancé. Yo. <laughs> Woo. So, this is what me and Melissa... Me and Melissa was doing our thing. That's all we're going to say. And <laughs> Superhead came out with this letter and I turned to Melissa and I was like... We went, I think we went out to eat or we, we were did. driving. We, no, we, we was, was eating. eating. And I was like, Melissa, man... Superhead letter was real because she got married to a guy that wasn't doing nothing for her. And she was like, yeah, I'm sleeping with your favorite rapper's rapper. And yeah, he's taking She went me. off. She went off. Because a lot of women, we start to resent the men. But the reality was, we, we you set this whole situation up. You set for him to be lazy. You set him up to not do nothing. And I just feel like when you're in a relationship, if you give a man a responsibility, now he feels like he's accountable for you. Right. You understand? Like, okay, I'm accountable for something. And you got to tell them, like, I don't want to be with somebody that's not helping me out. Because we either building or we not. And if we not building, I don't need to sleep with you. You can sleep with anybody. But if I'm going to be sleeping with somebody consistently, let's build. Right. That's all I'm saying. It's not just about taking care of somebody. It's, are we building? Are you really invested in me? And one of my good friends, she just got married. How do you know if a man is marriage material? You don't know. You don't know, guys. You don't know. Number one, he could not have a job now, and you and him work together, and he get a job. Right. So it's not all about the money. You understand what I'm saying? It's it's the person. When you're going through something, is he there for you? If if he has $20 in his pockets and it's the last 20 he says, I'm going to walk for the rest of the days of the week, and you take this 20 Right. You understand? If he like, okay, you building, Miss Liss is building, you need promo cards, let me go buy them. He wants to be with Should you. Should I have to ask, or should he just offer it? Like, if I have to ask and he does it, it's still the same support and love? It's still the same support okay. and love, because every man, every man is not a giver. That's you understand? true. They, they don't, probably don't know that. They probably got to learn how to give. You understand? Like, I was with a guy that I taught him how to give, and then he started buying the next girl messed up. Oh, I was shoot. so mad. I wish, that girl, what's her name? She makes jokes, too, on Instagram. I'm sorry, guys. I'm bad with people names. Tammy but, Roman? No, no. The young girl, she did the thing with KK, that boy, Kendall, Kendall. 
No. Whatever. I mean, okay. I, I think she's like Jude. She's a she's a comedian. I forgot her name. Whatever her name is, shout out to her if you know it. <laughs> but she made a joke that she wished that after she done programmed her good man to be a good man, and then they break up, and he, you see him treating the new girl really good. She wished she could deprogram him and send that new girl him before she had programmed him to be good. I, I be feeling like that sometimes. No, saying. I mean, I do feel that, you know, it's just case by case, I guess. Like, it's case by case. Because some women put up with more than other women. And it's just, is that marriage material to you? No. <laughs> like, you maybe. No, here's the thing. When I say that, okay, here's the other reason why I like for a guy to pay a bill. I don't like to call every guy cheater, but most guys cheat. That's what I want to ask you next. So, am I going to deal with a broke headache or a headache with benefits? <laughs> Like, heard you. Okay. So I'm going to deal with headaches with benefits. And it's not no disrespect to no broke guys. It's just like, if I'm going to deal in a situation, at least, I don't want to say let it be worth it, but let's have some assets in. Make him think twice about what he's going to do. You know, a married man is less likely to cheat and leave his wife than a single man. You understand? Because he's invested in his wife. And the reality is that men cheat and women cheat because situations happen. Right. You understand? So we all have to deal with each other's crap. One. Two, you don't know. Like, until you move in and live with somebody, you really don't know who they are. And nine out of ten, it's either y'all been together for so long, y'all move in, or you get married and you move in with somebody, and then you're finding out they're their uh their ups their downs and you're like oh my god i can't stand him or oh my god i can't stand her so do you feel good. like you should live with someone before you marry them or wait uh, a lot of people say don't buy the cow don't let the man don't act like a wife to a man before he makes you a wife and i do understand that but for me i don't know i feel like you gotta do we in an age where you have to do what's best for you i have some church friends that say get married first before you move in and I have some people that moved in, and they did get married. They moved in with each other for a year, and then they got married. Right. I think the best route is being engaged and then moving in together. And I think that'll tell you. I mean, that would be my route. That is my route right now. And I just feel like it's the best route for me. It's the best route for him. We went through our ups. We went through our downs. We still here together. And it wasn't easy. You know what I'm saying? There's no there's no perfect relationship. I don't care how good it looks on the outside. Come on, Beyonce got cheated on, people. Right. Beyonce got cheated on. If Beyonce get cheated on, it just shows you that life is life. Life is life. People are human. People are human. But make sure he pay a bill. <laughs> <laughs> and I also think that if a man really loves you, he got to make sure you don't find out, man. Like, do I don't that think shit right. When, when a man really loves you, he goes above and beyond to make sure you don't find out. But when you find out, you know, they're going to lie. They're going to lie. Right. They're going to lie. They're going to lie. They're going to do what they got to do to keep their wife intact. And if they don't care, they're going to walk away. And that's just it. You got to make that decision. And you got to really come with yourself. I feel like I've been cheated on. And the biggest thing was in the midst of being cheated on, like afterwards when we were working out, I couldn't give it, I couldn't leave it alone. And one day we was having a real serious conversation because I'm a, I'm a big communicator in a relationship. And he said something like, you know, I hate the fact that you keep bringing it back up. But a lot of times with men, they feel like once they say it's over, I'm with you, I love you, it's over. And if you would have communicated, that's not enough because I got to talk it out. I got to get off my chest. Right, I have questions. I have questions. But on the flip side, too, as a woman, if you're saying that I'm going to stay in this, you have to really go to therapy, really 
take it in yourself to say that I'm never going to bring this up again and I'm just going to work on my marriage. And then if he does it again, you know you got to walk. And that's just it. And it's not it's not for no one to judge. It's not for your friends to judge. not for your family to judge because it's how much you could take. Right. Not how much I've, everybody else think they could take. Period. Is it ever okay to be a side chick? <laughs> uh, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm a strong believer that you can only really truly be a side chick if he's married. Like, if he's single... Uh, I mean, if he's if he's just dating, like, what does it say when he is filing his taxes? If it still says single girl, you got to step your cookies up, get your ring, and hold your man down because he's still fair game. Here's the reality I always tell my friends and I'm very aware of. When you meet a man, he might not be dating someone, but he is smashing someone. So there's another girl in the picture no matter what. So when you say side chick in perspective of a guy that's dating... You could meet a guy tomorrow and he's been dating. You understand? Like, he's, he's still got a side. He got a chick that he steadily sleeps with. There's no man you're going to meet that's not steadily sleeping with somebody else. He comes, he starts dating you, he's courting you, and he eventually starts cutting off this chick because he's more into you and he doesn't want to jeopardize that. But when he met you, he wasn't dry, honey. And I like to tell all my friends that, I like to tell my nieces that, I, I, you know, I like to tell the girls that I mentor that, that guess what? When you meet a man, he's probably involved. Just like you'll meet a girl, if she's talking to some guys, that don't mean nothing. Right. That just mean that which guy's going to step up and take to start shutting it down. Every guy I've ever dated, I was talking to somebody. Do you openly let them know that you're talking to other people or do you think you should keep on the low? For women, you keep it on the low. For men, you keep it open. The only reason I say that for women, you keep it on the low because at the end egos, of the day, right? they messes it up. Besides, that, sometimes you got to put it out there, but... It depends on the perspective that you put it out there. If he's playing games, you got to let him know. Like, yo, I'm dating other people, so we either going to be serious or we letting it go. If you're going to be seeing other people, you can't sleep with all of them. I just don't. I'm a firm believer in that. Date, have one you sleeping with, and everybody, you can't sleep with them all. That's one. And two, men love to call women hoes, so it, it, makes, us, it makes us have to keep some things to ourselves. I don't feel like you should be like, yeah, I'm dating like three guys besides you. Oh, she a hoe. I, I don't think you should. I, I just don't. Do you think there is uh, an importance in gender roles? Because you were saying something to that effect earlier that you just felt like even though you do want to be independent, that you do want a man. So do you feel that a woman should be more submissive, kind of like in the kitchen, cooking for him? Like, Do you feel like those roles matter? Okay, until I moved in with my man, I wasn't cooking. So now I'm trying to cook. Right? Okay. So, but he didn't force me to. He didn't. He knew. You know how I do, Melissa. Girl, you know. I know. That's why I wanted Girl, to know what was going on. I don't, you got your oh ring Oh my and God, stuff. I don't cook. Because all I know is you make reservations. And whenever <laughs> I come over for Thanksgiving, everybody be in the kitchen sweating, <laughs> cooking, grinding, making things. And you always be having your hair laid with your apron on with a spoon just to taste. Or you're opening like the, the spinach dip to make in the microwave. Yeah, you know me. And that's your dish. So. <laughs> So is he eating spinach dip every night? He's eating spinach dip, but um, here's the thing. I still, like, I be buying rotisserie chicken, cut it, and warm it up, and put it on a plate for him. I don't think it's the action. It is the presentation. And right. I do think that we have gender roles. Like, I do the laundry. He'll wash dishes and clean up, but I make the bed. I am trying to cook because I have a man now. You know, like, a man I'm living with, so it's a little different. You got to still, your man has to come home to something. So even if it's brought food, it's brought, it's plated, you know, I'm going to put the juice in the glass. I'm very old school with that. 
Because I just feel like, like I said, a lot of times we women are so busy being independent that we're not really taking care of our man. And if you meet me, you're going to think like, oh, Tracy is nah, she's wild and crazy. You know, she ain't doing all that. But when my man is around, I'm very submissive because I'm giving him respect. You understand? It's not even about he knows I'm wild and crazy with my friends. He knows I'm a guy, big personality. But when you're with your man, it shouldn't be the same tempo that it is with your homegirl. That's one of my problems. Period. I'll be like, chill, son. No. Move, nigga. No. I mean, you can do that. <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. Me and, I feel like Jay, me and, I feel like sometimes, sometimes in my anointed imagination, but you know in real life, but I just be feeling like Beyonce calls Jay. No. She call him Sean or she, I feel like she call him nigga. No, oh, no, 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 She no, call no, no, him no, no. Jay or Sean. She's like, move, nigga. Here's the thing. There's a lot of times that when I'm talking to him, I'm like, yo, nigga, let me tell you about right. this mother. Like, we go in, we talk like that. I'll be like, tell me that fucking record ain't hot. Like, we speak like two dudes. But I still call him baby. Right. I'm still showing him respect. When his friends are around, I'm not trying to check him. Or a lot of women, I notice this a lot, that they pick to confront their man in front of other men. That's disrespectful. I would never do that. Now, if he do something in front of his friends I don't like, I'm going to give him the eye. I'm like, we speaking later. And I completely shut down and be quiet. Now, if his friends feel like I'm doing something, it's cool. But you ain't going to know. Right. Because I ain't going to say nothing to him in front of other men. Show your man some respect so that he can show you some respect. If I do something he don't like, he never going to say that in front of my friends. Right. Because I've never addressed him in front of his friends. That's disrespectful. And that's the problem with a lot of young women now. Because they not learning the back in the day stuff that you got to show your man respect. That doesn't mean when I'm in the house, I don't start calling him all types of asshole, <laughs> right. motherfucker. My curse words be flying, okay? You a sailor. I know. I'm a sailor, okay? But in public, I am mute. Right. I am respectful. I know how to play my position. A decorum. Yes. And, I, and we've, we've gone and me and him do a lot of meetings together because we have some businesses that we are in together with and there's a lot of times when he's talking I wait for him to bring me into the conversation if you with the right man he's gonna bring you into the conversation you don't need to jump into the conversation right so even if I don't agree with something that's being said I'll be quiet and he could tell that I don't agree from my body language and then he'll be like Tracy what you think because he knows me I don't have to enforce myself in I play my position as a woman I'm his woman so I play my position. I'm be quiet. I've gone to meetings. I ain't say a damn word. When I got out, I said, let me tell you, don't give that motherfucker a dime. <laughs> right. But I ain't say shit in the meeting. You right. would have thought I was some mute chick that don't know nothing about business because I was so quiet. And then when I walked out, he like, yo, what you think, babe? Don't give that nigga shit. I don't trust that motherfucker. Right. Straight up. That's how I talk to him. But that's not for everybody to know that's our relationship. Right. I got to show him some respect. And young women, because... Our mothers are so busy raising us and the lack of men in our household. And that's just to be honest. My mother and my father have been divorced since I was three. When I got with him, that's when I knew that we probably would stay together forever. One of the biggest things he said to me, I was such a big bully in the beginning. He said, let me tell you something. I dating a woman. I ain't dating a man. So you either going to be the man in a relationship by yourself or you're going to be a woman in this relationship. Because I wear the pants. Right. And that was the realest thing. That was like the biggest lesson he ever taught me in life. That was the realest thing he ever said to me. And I started to Do you think that's also a little bit to do with, sorry to cut you off, with him being um, a little older than you? Yes, but at the same time, because I was a communicator, I taught him that he wasn't wasn't used to being a communicator. Okay. He was used to just arguing or shut down, walk away. And I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, we got to talk. You won't talk to me. 
And that changed the dynamic of our relationship because I was so into hearing what he did, what he did. And he wasn't used to a woman really wanting to know that. You understand? And a lot of times we women, we I'm telling you women, we got to stop trying to prove a point and just be a woman. You do not have to raw all the time. When you behind doors now, you check your man any way you please. But in public, show that man some respect. And I don't care if he's a black man, white man, Indian man. Show him respect in front of other men, in front of other women, because he's going to show you respect back. Right. Period. How do you deal with working together? Because you said you guys are having some He's business. annoying. He's a okay. horrible communicator. He's a horrible, <laughs> he's a horrible communicator. <laughs> but in the relationship, he's, he's good. But in the no, money, no, he's horrible everywhere. Oh. <laughs> you, you know what it is? I, I'm learning patience. Right. Learning Would you rather work with your spouse rather than working doing business with like a, a family member or a friend? Is it better? <sighs> no. I think working with your spouse, it just, I stay in my lane, he stay in his lane. I only dabble in his lane when he asks me to, period. I don't go nowhere near his lane. That's just it. If you're working with a significant other, with a family member, I learned that. I think some of my biggest mistakes in the past was that sometimes you think you know better, but you got to let the person know, do what they think they know how to do. And even with a business partner, you got to be like that. I don't care. When people don't understand, here's the thing. Even when you get in a, in a business with a business partner, that is a marriage right. you just formed mm -hmm. with that person. It is just like a marriage. In order to get out that marriage, you have to dissolve that business. That's like a divorce. Mm -hmm. So business and marriages are the same. The same way you have to communicate in a relationship and there's give and take, there's give and take in a business. And a lot of people, they go into business thinking that it's not a relationship. Guess what? You got to go to counseling. There are some partners that go to counseling so that they can stay partners. Right. Because business is a marriage. Right. I'm probably going to do a Periscope and Shout out to my Periscope watchers. <laughs> I cannot read what you guys are typing, but I will. I am happy that you guys are on. But um, business is a marriage. And people have to understand that. Like, it doesn't matter who you with. Friendships are a marriage. They just don't have no contracts to it. Because you have to trust that when you're telling that person your secret like a lawyer... They're not going to go back even if you guys decide to part and tell your secret. You understand? So anything that you do is a marriage, period. Do you like doing business with friends? No. Because I find it that when I blow up, they don't understand it's a momentary blow up and I'm going to come back from it. They just Because <laughs> I blow up. I'm going to blow up. I'm going to blow up eventually. I'm going to blow up. It, I have my moments because I'm a person that will be quiet for a long time. And then when I blow up, it comes out so harsh that when, when I'm coming back from it, it's, it's bad. You understand? Not saying that's a good thing. That's not good about me. But I do know who I am. And I am, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting so much more in tune with myself that I realize that when I blow up, it's nasty. It's nasty. It's like I could take out a whole country when I blow up. Right. And that's just it. And you just got to know who you are, period. I mean, I do remember you. You do have a high expectation. I have a high expectation of everybody do. I work with. Here's the reason why I have a high expectation of everybody I work with. Because I give my all. I never give half. Right. Once I say I'm riding for you, I've had friendships that I told them that. Once we friends, I ride for you. When we not friends no more, you're going to know. Because I don't sugarcoat it. I'm not that friend that talk behind your back. I'm not the friend that's going to fake friend you. I, I've been like that since high school. That's why they used to say I had the most attitude. Because if a girl... <laughs> I always remember this. When I was in high school, if you used to talk about me... And I knew you was a girl that talked about me. When you say hi to me in the hallway, I'd be like, don't say hi to me because I know you talk about me. Like, I don't play those games. Like, I never play those games. You're too blunt. <laughs> I'm too blunt. But I'm still like that. Right. In business, I'm going to be, if you if a business, 
outside of my partners. If I'm doing business with a client and some of their counterparts don't like me, I curtail it because they don't have to like me. This is about money. It's a money exchange. But I'm talking about relationships. Your business partner's a relationship. Your friendship's a relationship. They have to understand that I'm giving you my all. I'm giving my all in business, but this is for money exchange. There's no emotional attachment to that. But if you are my partner or you're my friend, when I'm giving you my emotional attachment, it's because I love you. I'm going to give you my last. Right. If, if it's mine, it's yours. So I am very, I get offended when it goes left because I know that I would never do anything to hurt you. And I feel like anytime I get slighted, I just take it really hard. And I'm trying to work on that because humans are humans. I'm human. I'm sure I'm slighted a couple of people. I'm trying to piss off a couple of people. That's why I try to apologize when, when stuff is fucked up. I'd be like, I'm sorry because I, I probably either blew up too much and I had to learn that everybody's not me. Everybody, like, down to family. Everybody not like me. Nobody's really like me. Everybody's cut different. And I'm just a realist. And I'm just gonna, I'm gonna keep, that's the one part of me I'm gonna keep to the end. I'm gonna be a realist to the end. Do you think it's easier to work with men or women or gay boys? Gay boys are catty. <laughs> <laughs> I want to work their with men. Their own bracket. Their own bracket. Uh, shout out to all the gay guys, but y'all on y'all. Might as well work with a girl. Yo, working with a gay guy sometimes, depending on the gay guy, it's like saying the girl's on her period all year long. <laughs> Seriously, now you gay boys know it. Y'all know it too. Not all of them. Not but all, some, but yeah, a lot. They always be extra certain. They, be like, they always be on Nene Leaks or like on Tamar. Like on they're, Tam- never, they're, they're never Tamar. just on like Oprah. They, no, you, you don't want to be nice Tamar. today. They on Tamar all day, every day. And I don't have no problem with that, but it's just that um, I need that sometimes. A lot of gay men, I've had gay men in my life that really check me on being a woman. And that was real to me. Like, they would say stuff like, oh, you coming out the house with no mascara on? Like, you crazy, because I don't like to wear makeup. And now I'm trying to get into more of, you know, making sure I'm put together. They be like, you coming outside with no makeup on? Girl, you you trying it. True. They and do that. as much as I have good skin, it's the truth. You got to be a little put together when you come outside. You can't just come outside any given way. Especially if you're trying to have a brand. You are your brand. Right. So if I come outside, and like today, okay, if I came outside and I had a hat on, like really looking crazy, ripped up stuff, just looking nuts, are you going to respect me as a businesswoman? Are True. you going to respect me as a consultant, anything? You're going to look right. at me this girl crazy. Like somebody, she need a consultant she herself. Need, exactly. <laughs> she need an intervention. Right. So I try to be very in tune with the fact that people are judging the book by its cover. So I, like I learned that from a gay guy early in the game that, you can't just be coming outside. You got to look like the money that you expect people to pay you. Period. You can't be coming outside, starting no business, talking about, I need a million dollars. Where's the? Where's it going? Where's it going? But you got to be careful, too. When I was a hairstylist, I had to be careful with that because my man, like, watches. It's not like I'm dating a broke guy. And I would show up on set with a Rolex on. They looking at me crazy. You understand? Everybody looking at me crazy. Like, what kind of check she getting? Right. You understand? And you got to be, it's it's a thin line. It's a thin line. You got to look like the money you are asking for, but you got to make sure you don't outshine the master. You know, like 48 Lords of Power. Yep. You got to look like, you know, you got to look the part, but you can't outshine the master in business, in life, in everything because people are driven by emotion no matter who they are. They might not show it on the outside, but they are adding up. They're tallying you up. When I left, I was working for a network, and when I left the network, it was told to me by other stylists that the network people in the behind the scenes were saying that I was dating an exec. 
That's how I got the job because I would show up. You know, I drive a Benz, I drive a Porsche. I got nice watches on. She always looked nice when she come to work. You understand? That That's how I was being talked about. But I didn't care because I got a check and my check was good. Right. You understand? So I didn't really care that everybody had to say that about me. But you just got to watch because even when you think people not watching, they watching you. They watching your every move. Like right now, I gain weight. I'm on a journey to lose the weight. People are going to say she unhappy. But the reality is... I was in a transitional point. When you're in a transitional point and you don't know, like, you're running your businesses to make money, but you're not sure where your heart lies. Right. It'll mess with you inside and out. And that's the reality. And I'm in a, I'm in a state of rebirth. I'm in a state of revamping all my companies. And I realized that one of the biggest things was that my health had to get right. Because I let everything go by the wayside because I just was confused. I was in a confusing bubble mm-hmm. of where people are telling me to be at, where, where I feel like my heart is at, and where my talents lies. You know, don't let nobody put you in a box. I always tell you that, you right. know. Don't let nobody put you in a box, but paint the picture properly also. You know, I was sending mixed messages out to the universe on what I wanted. Right. To God. You know, I believe in God. I believe in, you know, I believe in everything. I was one of those kids. I was raised Catholic, but I, I tried out all religions. And I just believe if you don't, just this weekend, right? I, I always like when kids going back to school, I go back to school too, right? <laughs> right. So this weekend, I went to Jersey. My fiance likes to, to gamble. So we was at the casino and... Just yesterday, we was at the casino. When you hit me up, I was at the casino. You're like, what you doing today? I don't like to travel during the holidays. I only came out because of you. Right. I like to be home. Thank you. You know, you know how I am. I'm not for the Ray Ray. I'm not for the look. I, I don't believe in groupieism. So I'm in Jersey, and for the first time in my life, I was writing my life plan. It was like my letter to God, the universe, to myself saying that, For the first time in my life, I'm going to actually put a plan together. Because like I said, great things, amazing, beautiful things have happened to me organically without me. Just for mentally. I said, yo, I always want to be on TV. I didn't know how I was going to be on TV. I don't want to be a celebrity. I just got to do the TV thing. I did it. Law of attraction. Law of attraction. But I didn't really call for it. So I didn't get to keep it because I didn't really channel it because it wasn't something that I really asked for. The universe, I said it a couple of times and the universe, God was like, okay, Tracy, you want to try it? Let's go. You understand? I said I wanted to be a celebrity hairstylist. I came in the game never working at a salon. Right. And I did amazing. I did stuff that hairdressers right now are trying to do. You understand? Hairdressers want to... I know dope hairdressers that want to get on TV, and I was on TV. Right. So they, I got a lot of backlash for that because they was in the game for years, and I was what? When I got on the show, I probably was like a six-year in, not really, you know. Right. You understand? So it's almost like what would happen if I put pen to paper? For real. Your own thing, yeah. And did a real plan. Yeah. You understand? So it was the first time in my life that I said, I'm going to put pen to paper this weekend. And I wrote out what I wanted my end to start. And I was telling my fiance, yo, I'm going to write a plan. And he was like, oh, you should write what you want now. I said, no, no, no. I want to write my legacy first. So I wrote my legacy first, like what I want the end to look like. And then I started working my way You're back. You're such a Lifetime movie. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just saying. That's what I did this yesterday. I was literally in the casino, like, writing my plan. Right. You know, like, the chick, chick, chick. mind you, I had just lost, like, $150. I know that's nothing. Shout out to the hard gambler. That's a lot when you need to get your wig tightened. That's what I'm saying. But, but when anyway. you not do your own hair, I guess you just drop it on the table and just <laughs> I was on the slot machines, Okay. Like, I'm going to teach y'all life lesson about that in the end. But um, basically, I wrote my life plan out. And I wrote my legacy first. And I worked my way back. And I just feel like in life, you need to sit down and know what your end, what you want your end to look like. 
Once you figure out what you want your end to look like, start working your way backwards because you're going to find who you want to be. And as I worked to my end, it was still true to Tracy because I want in the end to do what I'm doing right now. I want to speak for the rest of my life. I want to be a public speaker. I want to be a motivational speaker. I just want to go on around the world and tell my truth. But in the same breath, what am I doing to set myself up for that? And the reality is I haven't. I've been doing a lot of hiding right. because I'm a very secretive person, one. And I don't like everybody to know everything that's going on with me because I'm private. I keep what I hold most dear to me private. And sometimes people want to know. They want to know your losses. They want to know your wins. They want to know everything that's going on with you. And it's going to be a journey because for the next 30 days, I'm periscoping every day. You have to. And um, it's going to be big. Your even got the attention of Nike, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I got Nike. Under Armour was because I had did a periscope called Brand versus Brand where I explained the, the greatness about the brands and the and what the brands wasn't doing and stuff like that. See, it's when you're well-rounded, it's easy to be, uh, you know, the biggest thing in my life that I'm afraid of is to be a jack of all trades and a master of none. Right. Okay. And I'm a jack of all trades. I, I'm like a sponge. You show me something once, I'm going to know how to do it. So when you are that great at doing so many things, you have to be very careful. And when your energy is so big, like we have big energies. You have big energy, I have big energy. Right. So we're going to attract each other because light attracts light. But in the same breath, darkness is attracted to light. So when you have big energy, you have to be careful because it could be family members. It could be anybody. They're going to be attracted to your light and they suck your energy. Right. You understand? They're going to start telling you stuff that that you should be doing. But you know in your mind and in your heart what you want to be doing. Don't get caught up in what the people are saying that you should be doing. You got to know true to yourself. Am I doing the right thing? Right. That's one. Two, they might say, oh, Melissa, you doing these podcasts? You ain't fly. You got your little following. You ain't do nothing. Oh, you went on Wendy Williams show? You was an audience member. Nah. Melissa, you went on Wendy Williams and you got the attention of Wendy. You that chick. You understand what I'm saying? Right. That's how you got it. You got to right. reverse that. Right. Because it's called verbal judo. People would say a compliment and have an insult in that same right. sentence. Back so you got to be compliment. real yep. careful in what people are saying to you and what you taking in. So a lot of time, and you got to be careful. I'm a recluse. Like, I could be in the house for months <laughs> and never come out. People are like, yo, where you been? Where you been, girl? Where you been, girl? I don't need to come outside. Like, I'm not one of those people. I don't know. I used to play with blocks when I was younger. My sisters was older than me. I could play by myself. So it could make me recluse, which is a bad thing because I'm scared. I'm so scared of people sucking my energy that my energy is balled up. So when I come out, I'm shining so hard when I come out. I outshine somebody that might want to lead me. Right. But it... Like, my energy is, like, just up there. Because it's like, you, you've been suppressing it for so long, and now it's, like, it's about, you know. And I read a lot of books, so I'll be outside and start quoting stuff to you, and you're like, oh, she's smart. She don't need my help, but I do need your help. <laughs> right. I do. It doesn't matter how successful I sound, I need your help. Right. But a lot of times, people don't help me because they think I know it all. Right. And I, I'm, I'm acting like a know-it-all. I'm know acting like a know-it-all. I am. And I had to be, no, you ha I had to be attentive to that. That sometimes, even if I know the answer, you got to shut up. You got to shut up. You got to wait to hear what everybody's saying. Yeah, because there's more than one way to skin a cat. So you might have your way, but l open up and listen to other ways well, to skin that cat. Because, like, and sometimes I'll catch myself like, no, 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 I know how to. And then I'll be like, oh, no, no, sh show me your way again. Because when you so much of a know-it-all, no one wants to teach you. Right. They be like, oh, she already know how to do it. Like, I know how to do wigs, right? I love wigs. I only wear wigs. You know me. 
But I'm seeing all these girls, these young girls in the game, not not even hairdressers, just young girls on YouTube. They bodying this wig stuff. I'm like, these girls are talented right. with no training at all. And I'm like, oh, you know, I want to relaunch Quaff because I still love the beauty world. Right. But I don't think I want to do hair no more. Like now I'm trying to do... Like, I have five companies, but in Quaff, what I want to do now is I want to interview girls. I want to interview the girls' body in it because they're doing great. They're doing great. They, they're doing amazing stuff. And I see a lot of hairdressers, they get so caught up in their um, ego. Yeah, I feel like that's all. In their all, ego. Like, oh, I'm the, ba- I'm the baddest hairdresser. That's and they the don't want to empower nobody else. Yeah, or... I'm like, nah, these girls are bodying mm-hmm. it. There's a girl that assists me sometimes, and I, she does makeup, but she does hair. She's, she went to cosmetology school, but she self-taught to her makeup. And shout out to, it's, it's Bangs and Brown. She's a young girl. I want to shout her out because she's doing her thing, and she lays down a lace front crazy. So shout out to her. And... I've seen her do her thing, and she was like, Tracy, I need a hair connect. And I did. I had the hair connect for her. She was like, I got this girl. She sent me this contract. This is how much she want. And it was another girl that was doing her thing, and they selling hair. And I was like, oh, no, this girl charged you too much money. This is a young girl. Now, I could have just kept a friend of mine gave me the contact, and she sells hair. So what I was going to keep the contact to myself, and I ain't selling no hair, I said, right. here's the contact. Call this guy. I don't know him that well. This is the girl that connected me. Go. And she been moving. She said it worked out. I see her been selling her wigs. She customized them. She been selling them. And I'm very proud of her because anybody, it doesn't matter. Like, you right. know, they could be a 10 million Ming Lings. Beauty business, a billion dollar business. You understand? There's enough, enough for everybody. everybody. Like, and come on. A lot of times, everybody want to be queen. Speaking of wigs, because you're a wig guru. I am. <laughs> is it okay for Bay to see you without your wig or see you getting your hair done? Okay, I just had this conversation. Here's the thing. He has to know the real you. <laughs> he has to. See the old pictures. No, 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 no. He has to know who the real you is. But in the same breath, I was just having a conversation with a client that came to pick up a wig for me. I told her, do not get too comfortable. Like, you got to have a house wig. Period. Right. I mean, a house wig and a workout wig. A house wig, a workout wig, and your going out wig. And let me tell you why I say that. Because your man, yeah, he going to love you. Like, he wants to see it natural. He wants to know what my girl look like. And if you're not completely ugly, shout out to ugly girls. Just keep on your wig all the time. <laughs> but to my pretty girls, <laughs> they got some hope. <laughs> shout out to ugly girls. I mess with y'all, okay? Just keep the Come wig get on these wigs. all the time. <laughs> but the reason why I say that is that when he goes out in the world, these girls are selling the fantasy. When he got with you, you were selling the fantasy. Right. Yes, the reality is this is who you are with or without a wig. But come on, you got to still sell that man a fantasy. Because when he get a fresh cut, that's his fantasy to you. Right. That fresh cut is a fantasy to you. I mean, it's for himself. But you know you like, oh, my man got a fresh cut. Oh, he look good. You understand? But you walking around with no wig on. Girl, no. <laughs> you got to sell the fantasy back. I'm not saying do it all the time. But, you know, you might take a week with no wig. But the rest of the three weeks... Have your shit. Yeah, but that keep that wig on. No, you know he got to see who you are. He got to see who you are. There's some women that don't believe in so name and who they are. But I'm just seeing. I like, feel like it's a time frame. Maybe after like six months. No, no, no. After a year. Yeah, like it's just <laughs> no, no, no. Don't show your man your non wig self until after you sell that fantasy for a okay whole a whole year. Okay, year. I was trying to be like okay. No, I'm no, with no, a, a whole year. year. A Even whole keep it on for sex, right? <laughs> yeah, have a sex wig. What? Let me tell you, my friend just say something because I'm like he like Tracy. You keep wearing your wig up for sex. Yes, bitch. Yes, and yes. don't pull on it, nigga. This right. Here. Here is a fantasy that I'm selling. 
<laughs> it's not stone down. It's not stone down. <laughs> no, you got to keep that fantasy alive. I'm a firm believer in that. One year. One year. A whole year. year. Okay. And, oh, then, yeah. and then you sporadically take your wig off, but still have a house wig. Have a house wig. Yes. I want to take another break, and then when we come back, we're going to wrap up. But I have an advice letter, and I want to bring you in and see what you're feeling. <laughs> So, guys, keep it locked. It's your girl, Miss Lissa L. This episode of Miss Lissa Knows is brought to you by Miss Jessie's. So, head over to their website and catch some of those great deals. Al. And we're back. It's your girl, Miss Lissa Knows, sitting with my love, my sister from another mister. Because I feel like we still look alike a little bit. No, we still do. We, we still, still do. do. I so, still get that. I still get and that. And people always thought I was one of y'all anyway. Yeah. So they still think I'm a balance. So yeah, I'll be that. pulling that plug. So <laughs> Tracy Balance. <laughs> they still be thinking. So I'm like, I'm not correcting people. No. Before we went to break, I had an advice question that mm-hmm. I got. Um, and if you guys have any... Um, questions or issues that you need my uh, expertise as well as my guests you can email me at misslistennose at gmail.com we will keep you anonymous i'm not going to spread all your business don't worry you can use a fake name if you choose to but i'm not even going to read it so i did want to get your input because you are so opinionated so i wanted to know what you felt dear miss lissa i met this guy on a dating site Not going to drop the name. We've been dating for about three weeks and had our first date a couple of days ago. Dinner was good, but the conversation in person was horrible. Not to mention he was on his phone half the time, which is rude. He asked me out on another date, and I told him I would get back to him. Should I give it another try or cut him loose? Cut him loose. That was quick. What if he was real busy (laughs) that day? No, no, no. If a man doesn't know how to... A man... For the right person, will set aside the time and show you the respect, period. That's one. And two, this is the one thing about online. Online has to become offline at right. some point. So if you don't click offline, you got to move on. And I believe in online dating. I know a lot of people that do I've it. I've never done it. I think you should. I think you like, should. Like, I've never even met, like, somebody that slid in my DMs or MySpace, nothing. I've never met. Like, I've never, well, no, I, I never did, true. like, that's one of true. the apps. Like, true. I just never did. I want somebody to send me on a I date. Did. Like, I, I prefer, no. like, a hookup from a friend, no? Because at no, least... No, I learned hookup from my friends are horrible. Yeah. Yes. Don't take the hookup from your friend. Don't. Do not. Okay. Well, we have one more. Okay. Hey, Lissa, I've been at my job for 10 years and absolutely love it. An email was sent out stating the job will be laying off a few hundred people within the next couple of weeks, and I'm part of the few hundred. I have put in quite a few applications online and recently got an offer for $10,000 less than I'm making now. My issue is if I quit now, I lose my severance. But if I wait until I'm laid off, when I lose a job, I might not have the same offer. What would you do in this situation? I would stay for the severance. Um, I would stay for the severance. And I always like to teach one thing because, you know, like uh, I, I work corporate America before. And I learned this in my business class, first day of college. It said the professor came in and it said there's no loyalty to the company. There's only loyalty to yourself. And the reality is she needs to go back to the person that offered her a job. And it depends on the timeline. If it's three weeks that they have to wait, ask if there's a way for you to do that job on the side and wait three weeks, unless it's like an administration job where they need you right away, see if you could delay that hiring because you want to leave with that severance. You work so hard. But the reality is 
When you with a company every year, you should be sending out feelers to see if someone else, how much you're worth. I used to do that. I haven't done that in a long time. But I used to send out my resume every year when I was working corporate so that I could know what I was worth. So that when it was time to re-up, I'm like, well, this company offered me this. So if you want me to stay here, should I be going over there? You understand? And make sure that you there's a way to liquefy your severance or turn it over. That's why you got to start your own um, Roth accounts and IRAs. If you don't know what that is, you need to go to into your bank and talk to, I don't care if you got $2 in your bank account, you need to talk to a bank manager and learn how to save for your own retirement and save for your kids. It's just basic things that we need to learn in life. Right. But you got to be loyal to yourself. Don't let that severance go. Talk to that other company and be be confident in your skill set that if that company walks away, you're going to pick up another company. I'm not saying the climate and temperature of business today is very rough, but you got to do what you got to do. And my biggest thing I would probably say tonight on the whole show that women need to learn in business and men is that you got to have a side hustle in right. order to live comfortably And a little bit above means you got to always have a side hustle. So you need to come up with a side hustle now that you could freelance to make a little money just in case you need a little flow in time before you get the next job. That's just it. That's great because I didn't know what to tell you, girl, because I was like, you said how much less? Just take it. You don't don't know (laughs) what your resume going to be looking like. But, of course, you gave the good (laughs) advice. I was like, I don't know, girl. I never had no severance offer. Like, it sound good to me. <laughs> Take it. Check. Get out. <laughs> Take your money and run, girl. Get some bundles. <laughs> I really did. I had so much fun with you, which I knew I was. But aside from that, you gave so many gems for women, for men, for anyone in business. Very encouraging and very inspiring. Before we go, can you just quickly just break down the difference between branding and marketing? Okay. Um, Branding is more about... The company name, what the company stands for. Marketing kit doesn't only just deal with the company. It deals with the products that you're actually selling and the message you're trying to get out there to your customers. So for me, I am a brand consultant and a business consultant, and I just finished getting certified as a life coach. And I think that's probably why I'm going through these epiphanies in life and stuff like that. So I wanted to touch on both because a lot of times my business clients come in and they really need life coaching before even the business section. Because they don't even, their business is upside down because their life is upside down. So I just feel like the two, you know, people got to really understand the difference. Branding, you're branding your whole company. That's your identity. That's your name. And marketing is all about the product. Bam. Like what I'm doing. Miss Lissa knows is the brand and the show. Miss Lissa is the entity. entity. Yeah. That's why I had to, you know, separate my two Instagrams for the people that were confused. Yeah. And to everyone that is listening, we really, really do appreciate. I definitely need you to come back for ladies night. I want to <laughs> get you around some more big personalities and we have some wine and you then know I, like my wine. I know, I know. I don't want to do that this wine. time. I want us to do our business talk. <laughs> and just like you taught me, we don't need to have too much liquor when we talk on business. So, yeah, I didn't want to do that this time. But I definitely want to have you come back. What is your social media handles? Do you have anything that you want to direct the people um, to? I have multiple companies. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, my first and foremost is at Tracy Ballin. 
And I'm consistent across the board. That's T-R-A-C-Y, B as in boy, A-L-A-N as in Nancy. And that will consistently find all my branding, my life coaching. And once you go from there, I think you can find the rest because Quaft, um, Quaft Inc. is me. Also on Instagram and other social media accounts, and that's the website. 25 Careers is my children's book where I teach kids about careers that you didn't that's know dope. about. Um, I have a new brand that's organically growing called The Fat Girl and Me. It's my journey to weight loss and why I've gained weight loss weight and my ups and downs. And then I have, um, I'm trying to think what else I got because I got so much going on. But, oh, yeah, and then I'm launching Lifestyle Behavior. That's going to be under the Quaff brand. That's dope. I'm teaming up with this store, and basically it's all about getting to look for less. So you see a Fendi bag, but get a Fendi look like. <laughs> and um, just it's about the girl that want to live the life, but you can't always afford it. So that's going to be launching on Quaff in, I think, like November. That's dope, and we definitely going to have you come back and talk about that with the ladies before yeah. that is launched. And it's your girl, Miss Lissa. Super excited for the journey that is to come. Like I told you before, I'm just here trying to give you some mental mentors as you listen to this podcast. We're going to bridge those gaps. So keep it locked. Come back every week. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And... DM me so I know it's real. Not really DM me, but follow me on SoundCloud and subscribe on iTunes and then drop a comment. Don't DM me. Drop a comment. <laughs> Ow.